bouncy houses are quite dangerous, it turns out. South Korea is seeking to criminalize semen terrorism. And do spiders actually sleep? These are the weird news stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by Jonesy. The only one. I don't have a second one. I wouldn't cheat on you. The bouncy house has caused many injuries over the years, even deaths. Well, it's all fun and games with the bouncy house. You guys know about the bouncy house, right? That giant inflatable house. You take your shoes off, you bounce around. It's good for a party. It's good for Thanksgiving. It's good for a bar mitzvah. Whatever you, whatever occasion you have, bring it to a funeral. I'm not against that. Hey, at my funeral, if you want a bouncy house, thumbs up. Get a karaoke DJ and a bouncy house. That's what I want my funeral to be. I want someone singing September, and I want people bouncing on the bouncy house to September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a good bouncing song. It's a good song to play at a funeral. It uplifts people's spirits. They're going to need that when I pass away. You know, people are going to be like, oh my God, the guy's not in the closet anymore. Oh, woe is me. Oh, is that September by Earth, Wind, and Fire? And a bouncy house? Best funeral ever. This article says it's all fun and games and hoopla until someone gets hurt or dies. <laughs> they go right there. They don't waste any time. Or dies by bouncy house. Apparently, there, there's a lack of regulations about bouncy houses. Did you know that? I had no idea there was a lack of regulations. <laughs> yeah, I think we knew there were a lack of regulations. People put that bouncy house wherever they please. They shove it in between the garage and the house where there's no room. They put it in the middle of the sidewalk. I've seen them in crazy places. Clearly no regulations. And, you know, there's no standards for quality of the house either, from my understanding anyways. They, they put duct tape over some holes and they just call it a day with that bouncy house. It says here, the bouncy house is a very popular, easily rentable party feature. But this bouncy house could be putting tens of thousands of children at risk, according to new research from the University of Georgia. Well, the University of Georgia is poking into our fun, about to ruin our good time surrounding this bouncy house, because they got some data. They did a study. I don't know why they're trying to take down our bouncy house. Probably the same people that took away the lawn darts. I'll bet you the slip and slides next, guys. Enjoy it while you can, because as soon as they do a study on it, whew, they just take it out of the culture. This study found nearly 500 people were injured. 28 people died worldwide in more than 130 bounce house accidents since 2000, the year 2000. They say these accidents are due to weather events. It doesn't say what these weather events are. Perhaps people are trying to bounce in a tornado. Or uh, maybe a hurricane, and then they're just blown out to sea in the bouncy house. <laughs> they become a bouncy house pirate ship out on the high seas. <laughs> is that a ship trying to take us down? What's that? People are bouncing on it. What is that? Are those pirates bouncing towards us? <laughs> I would love to see that. I think I just came up with a new movie idea. All right, there's some more data backing up their claim that bouncy houses need to be removed from the world. Pfft, how sad. I wish they would just let us have our fun, man. I mean, what else is there to do at a boring kid's party, you know? You do nine Jaeger bombs, and you bounce. You bounce away. You tell the DJ to play some genuine, and you get on that bad boy. <laughs> you bounce to Pony. It's a good song to bounce to, Pony. 
You heard it from me first, guys. Okay, back to the data, the indictment. It says there's an estimated, you're not going to believe this, 10,000 emergency room visits in the United States each year because of bouncy house-related accidents that regularly result in broken bones, muscle, muscle sprains, and even concussions. Oh, Lord. There's also a quote here from this guy, John, who's the lead author of this study, and he's also an anti-bouncy houser. He says, well, these bouncy houses aren't something to set up and then forget, you know, forget about them, forget to stake them into the ground. What could go wrong? Well, the answer is that it could all blow away in the winds when there's high winds. You know, if you got winds that are anywhere near severe levels, it could blow the house down. Some of these cases of the houses were in purely clear skies, too. You never know when a gust is going to come and sweep away your house, break your clavicle. I mean, what kind of fun is that when you have broken bones and concussions? That's not my idea of fun. My idea of fun is to sit in my chair and play Sudoku. I'm a fun guy, they say. Okay, John, we get your point, bro. The article says, also known as bouncy houses, magic castles, jumping balloons, or bounce castles, the portable playhouses are common fixtures at birthday parties, carnivals, and even wedding receptions. They cost less than $100 to rent on average in the U.S. Are they that cheap? I had no idea. Less than 100 bucks for that big house? Huh. I thought they were much more than that. Well, I can't wait to rent one. It says they're an easy and fun way to keep kids and some adults. Some adults? I feel like I'm being judged here by this article. It says the fun way to keep kids and some adults entertained for hours. Hours? Talk about hours? Days, bro. Days. If I'm on the right chemicals in a bouncy house. (laughs) Now back to the no fun study. They found that it didn't take high wind speeds to tip over these inflatable playhouses or even to lift them into the air or send them bouncing along the ground for yards, often while people were still inside. Yeah, we know sometimes it leaves the ground and bounces around. That's a bonus bounce, bro. Come on now. We got a quote here from a guy named Thomas, who's also part of the No Fun Posse. He says, There was a case in Southern California where one of the bounce houses got picked up by the wind and dropped in the middle of a highway with a boy still inside the playhouse. You know, when the winds get to be too much, these bounce houses need not only to be evacuated, but you need to immediately deflate them. There have been cases where a bouncy house was even empty, but it blew away from a strong gust and struck a bystander in the face. Oh, I bet you that led to an amazing TikTok video. (laughs) The person that was knocked out by a bouncy house. It says here, but fewer than half of the states in the United States have explicit statutes and regulations for safe bounce house usage. The study found no way they don't have regulations for bounce houses in half the states. Bro, they don't even have regulations for like (laughs) guns (laughs) and extended clips. (laughs) half the states you think they're gonna be on to the bouncy house game get a grip bro now of the states that do have some regulations on bouncy houses most do not explicitly state weather and wind conditions required for safety use that's because it's kind of like common sense dude you know if there's a hurricane going on you don't set up your house here's a quote from the first guy well the regulatory landscape is all over the place from one state to another from our perspective that ain't good enough Bouncy houses need to be attended by someone who is weather-wise and can recognize when winds are at an unsafe level. 
Well, it sounds like you need to create a job for someone in the state. You're the bouncy house weatherman. You can call into his hotline. He can tell you if it's safe that day. <laughs> yes, the winds are only at about one knot. And so bouncy house away today, guys and girls and whoever you are. Hello, this is your bouncy house weatherman, Derek Levy, and I'm out here today. I gotta say, we got some hurricane winds. I'm gonna say no go on the bouncy house for the next 18 to 24 hours. Or I'll... In South Korea, they are seeking to criminalize what's called semen terrorism. Politicians in South Korea are seeking to make amendments to some existing laws in order to make semen terrorism a punishable sex crime. This move comes after a string of controversial court verdicts that have punished some men who secretly ejaculated onto women's belongings, which resulted in property damage. They were charged with property damage and not for any sort of sexually criminal behavior, although it was extremely sexual in nature. Turns out that lenient court rulings and some societal attitudes towards sex crimes in South Korea have come under increased criticism over the past few years and in light of the global Me Too movement as well. And we have something here called uh, semen terrorism. It's the act of secretly delivering or wiping your bodily fluids on someone else. It has become a case in point with local activists highlighting the lack of an adequate legal framework to punish what they consider to clearly be a sex crime in South Korea. In 2019, a man soaked a lady's footwear with some of his bodily fluids and was only given a 500,000 won fine, which is about $435. Police said at the time of the investigation that this man was charged for property damage because there were no legal provisions to apply any sort of sex crime charges to his activity. That same year, a man was sentenced to three years in prison for attempted injury, among other charges, after spiking a woman's coffee with laxatives and aphrodisiacs as revenge for rejecting his love advances. So the guy slipped a laxative in her coffee along with some aphrodisiacs, and he got three years. But the other guy... Spunked on her shoes, he got a small fine. Yeah, this seems kind of strange. You need to get your act together over there. In May of last year, as well, a male was sentenced to a small fine on charges of property damage after he uh, sent his liquids inside a female colleague's coffee tumbler six times over the course of half a year. The court judged that his actions ruined the utility of the container. So that's property damage. Now, local media continue to report on many more instances of what they're calling semen terrorism. Will the laws change? According to the current law in South Korea, a perpetrator must exercise violence or intimidation in order for the offense to be recognized as a sex crime. Uh, this would include, all of obviously, molestation or rape. Um, also punishable are digital or online sex crimes. Now, they're saying that this semen terrorism doesn't count because... It doesn't involve direct physical contact, but it kind of does. That's physical contact with stuff that comes from your body, man. That's, that's definitely direct physical contact. I don't know where you're getting this definition. We have a quote here in the story from someone named Choi. She is the general of a civic group called Korean Women Link. She says, every sex crime is a crime. She believes such acts are also hate crimes against women. 
She says this isn't a random act of violence in the street. It's targeting a specific gender, and it's a problem. South Korea has seen some progress in recent years when it comes to improving their legal system. Possession of illegal sexual videos is now punishable by up to three years in prison, and stalkers will soon face heavier punishments as well. But what about these spunk terrorists? Can't have this going on over there. I've seen it in New York City as well. I've seen someone attempt it. Um, Everybody ran away. He took out his thing and we knew what was about to happen. So we all ran to the next subway car. (laughs) You got to just run for your life if you can, little girl. (laughs) Hide your head in the sand, little girl. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do spiders sleep? A new study suggests they may snooze just like humans. It's the sound of science. All right, guys, we're going to learn something about spiders. This is a question that has kept some scientists awake at night. Do spiders actually sleep? Well, Daniela Rosler and her colleagues trained cameras on baby jumping spiders at night to find out do they sleep. The footage showed patterns that looked a lot like sleep cycles. The spider's legs twitched, and parts of their eyes even flickered. The researchers described this pattern as a REM sleep-like state, just like in humans. REM, or rapid eye movement, is an active phase of sleep when parts of the brain light up with activity and is closely linked with dreaming. Now, other animals, including birds and mammals, have shown to experience REM sleep, but creatures, like the jumping spider, haven't gotten as much attention, so it wasn't really known if they got the same kind of sleep. These findings were published this week in the Journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So sounds legit, bro. Now, Rosler and her team dug into this spider sleep situation after she discovered the spiders hanging at night from threads of silk in their lab containers. She had recently scooped up some jumping spiders to study. She says, it was just the most unusual thing I've ever seen. The research showed the spiders' overnight movements looked a lot like REM sleep in other species. She said, like dogs or cats twitching in their sleep. And they happened in regular cycles, similar to sleep patterns in human beings. Many species similar to spiders actually don't have movable eyes, which makes it difficult to compare their sleep cycles. But these jumping spiders that were used in the study are predators that move their retinas around to change their gaze while they hunt. Plus, these young spiders have a see-through outer layer that gives a clear window into their bodies as well. There's still some research to be done. They have to figure out if the spiders are technically sleeping while they're in these resting states. This includes testing whether they respond more slowly or not at all to triggers that would normally set them off. Critters like the jumping spider are very far from humans on the evolutionary tree, says Jerry Siegel, a sleep researcher who is not involved with the study. He said that he's doubtful that the spiders can really experience true REM sleep. Another researcher named Barrett Klein says that It's exciting to find REM-like signs in such a distant relative like this spider. Many questions remain about how widespread REM sleep is and what purpose it might serve for species. 
So I guess the question remains, do spiders even dream? How would we know? I like to think that all creatures are able to dream. I would feel bad for them if they couldn't dream. Dreaming is wonderful, right? And of course, I'd love to know what a spider would even dream about. That would be fascinating if one day we could have the technology to witness the dreams of other life forms or even our own life forms. Wouldn't you like to just watch dream TV or spider dream TV? That'd be pretty cool. Meanwhile, what do we do with this information? Well, if you hear a spider snoring in the corner of your ceiling, don't disturb it. Wait for it to wake up and then kill it. All right? No, no, no. I don't condone killing. I'm not a spider killer. I don't kill bugs in my house. I'm a catch and release guy, which of course has ended a lot of relationships. I want to thank you for letting me be myself in a closet. Hello, everyone. Kudos to you for making it all the way to the outro of this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate your dedication and your time. We'll keep it brief. Uh, if you'd like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. Send me some articles, bro. Send me some articles. Tomorrow's Florida Friday, as you know. So if you come across some weird Florida news from the week and you want to send it, the email is funnyjones at, at gmail.com. Or you can go to weirdafnews.com and click submit an article through there. But that takes extra steps. So just email me. Or you can actually tweet me as well, at Funny Jones, or send me an Instagram DM, at Funny Jones, as well. If you haven't been enjoying my Instagram lately, I've been putting a lot of clips of, of myself doing stand-up on there. And uh, they're getting a lot of likes, so maybe check that out, at Funny Jones. Give me a follow. Drop me a DM. Say what's up. I'll say what's up right back. Find out what you're doing. Find out where you live. I'm curious about my listeners. I like to learn about them, what they do for, for life and work what kind of lifestyle they have, where are they? I like to make friends. Okay, guys, if you want to support the show, you know how to do that. Join the Patreon, or you can buy Jonesy Coffee right off of my, my website, my handy-dandy website, weirdafnews.com, paid for by the patrons. Thank you very much. I'm very grateful for my patrons, of course. They're very cool. Um, joining the Patreon is, uh, is great because you get that good feeling knowing that you're supporting a one-man band in a closet. You get extra Weird AF content, and you get to join a kind of a cool, exclusive little club of weirdos in there. Just amazing people, by the way. Shout out to the patrons. So go to weirdafnews.com, and we'll see you tomorrow, everyone, for Florida Friday. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a good one.